I remember hearing some years ago a talk by Dr. Scott Hahn, where he related his conversion experience from being a Protestant pastor to becoming a Catholic. In the talk, he described his first experience of attending a Catholic Mass. Sitting right at the back, so he could watch everything and everyone, he said that he was amazed how much sacred scripture he heard. Like many Protestants, he had the impression that we Catholics did not know or even disregarded the Bible. But as he learnt, it's not just the readings that come from sacred scripture, the prayers, the responses, the acclamations, even some of the hymns come from the Bible. And this is as it should be, because the nature of the sacred liturgy is that we receive it, we do not invent it. Part of that receiving is that the sacred and divinely inspired words of Holy Scripture are on our lips at Mass. So you were probably not surprised when you hear or did hear the words, look, there is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world in the Gospel reading of today. We hear that at every Mass, don't we? Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. There is a whole deeper meaning and story behind these words that when we know it, confirms again that the roots of our sacred rites go deep into history, even right back to Moses, while the way to worship God was given to humanity even further back, to Abel, to Melchizedek, and to Abraham. It's awesome to know that the forerunner of our sacred liturgy was given through Moses to the Jewish people. In the Jewish calendar, the yearly Passover commemorated the deliverance of Israel from bondage in Egypt and the preservation of the firstborn sons of Israel from death when the angel of God passed over the houses of the Israelites because the blood of the Lamb had been sprinkled on their doorposts. When Passover was celebrated in Jerusalem, as only it could at the time of Jesus, before the destruction of the temple in 70 AD. The festival lasted for seven days. The opening ceremony was the most important. On the eve of that day at sunset, a year-old male lamb, without any blemish, <clears throat> was slain and its blood poured out at the foot of the altar in the temple. On a wooden cross, it was then roasted over a fire. Care was taken not that not one of its bones were broken during the process. The lamb was then eaten as the main part of the Passover meal, and all considered themselves made holy by their association with the lamb that was sacrificed. Faithful to the commandment of God to offer him sacrifice, twice a day, every day of the year, animals were sacrificed in the temple. 
In offering the blood, the life of the animal, the priest in symbol offered the soul of man. Through the sacrifice of the animal, the surrender of man to God was shown and it expressed a desire for union with God. By contact with the altar, the animal passed from human hands to the hand of God. Does all this sound somewhat familiar? Well, so it should. Precisely because the apostles and the early Christians were Jewish, could they so quickly understand that the brutal execution of Christ on Calvary was more than that. It was a sacrifice. Indeed, it was the sacrifice to which all the animal sacrifices pointed. It was the sacrifice that fulfilled them all. So when the disciples of John the Baptist, and we know that St. Andrew and St. John at least were among them and then became two of the twelve apostles, when they heard John say of Jesus, Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, their jaws may have dropped, their hearts skipped a beat, and perhaps they gasped in wonder. They knew exactly what John meant. He did not mean that Jesus was gentle and mild like a lamb. No, he meant that here is the one who will fulfil and bring to completion and a close all the sacrifice of thousands upon thousands of lambs in the temple. It was a momentous and awesome moment. There would be no need for any more lambs to be sacrificed, just this one. Christ's sacrifice is made present to us at every Mass. How do we see that? There is a victim, sometimes called a host, an oblation, a sacrifice, and that victim is Christ himself. Through placing the victim on the altar, the priest offers that victim to God on our behalf, and it is done in the manner that has been given to us by God himself. But the victim is offered first as bread and wine, but through the words of consecration they become the body and blood of Christ. You might notice that there are two points of offering or sacrifice in the Mass. One is at what is called the offertory, when everything is prepared. The other is after the consecration, when the priest says that we offer to the Father this pure victim, this spotless victim, this holy victim. By associating themselves with the priest's action and by consuming the victim, the people express their surrender to the dominion of God and their desire to, be re- desire to be renewed in friendship with God. Let us call to mind that when the priest says, Behold the Lamb of God, it is a person he holds, though hidden from our sight under the appearance of bread. So we are on our knees because we are in the presence of God. Our manner of receiving him in Holy Communion demonstrates reverence and humility and adoration because it is not bread we receive. The words of St. Paul are fitting to close. 
We are the holy people of God, made holy by Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, and called to take our place among the saints. We are not worthy that the Lord should enter under our roof, but he can say the word, and we will be healed. Laudato Jesus Christus.